Good morning. You're just in time. Welcome to the St. Gabriel Cafe, your sacred space to sip on today's local blend of faithful encouragement. Let's start our day together. Good morning, friends. Come on in. Pull up a chair. I'm Dave Orsborn. And I'm Amanda Miller. And we are thrilled to have you here with us in the St. Gabriel Cafe, our live and local morning show. The guy to my left, Cameron Clutter, is our barista. And this morning in the cafe, our friends Mary Beth Everhart and Lisa Iglesias are with us to chat about rest. What is it and how best do we find it? Today, we also celebrate the saints of Timothy, the saints, Timothy and Titus. So happy feast day to our friends over at St. Timothy Parish. What do we tell them to do, Amanda? Have cake. Have cake. (laughs) Good morning, Amanda. Good morning. Let's pray. Yeah. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we thank you for another day. We thank you for all the ways that you are blessing us and sustaining us and loving us. Lord, we ask that on this Friday, we just are extra attentive to whatever it is that you want to speak to each and every one of our hearts, that in the craziness of the day, if it comes, that we learn how to just find moments to rest in you, that we center ourselves and remind ourselves that You are the source and the summit of all goodness. And at any moment, we can run to you and rest in you. Lord, we ask that you order our lives well. Teach us to order our lives well. To seek that one thing, you above all. We also pray for those who ask for our prayers. And we lift all these prayers up through the intercession of Mary. And in the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, how was your evening? Oh, it was quite lovely. I uh, I ended up going to the Undone retreat. Yes, so over in Nurk. We had Carrie Daunt shoots, um, Carrie shoots Daunt on the other day with Tina Birch, and we got to talk about the up and coming retreat, and so it started last night. Uh, and it was just we 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 really started with a foundation of how men and women were created, and of course, focusing on women. It's a women's retreat. And just going through the the goodness and the truth of how we were created, it was setting a beautiful foundation for what I believe is going to happen today and tomorrow is just, okay, now diving into some of those lies that come up after the fall Hmm. and, you know, in our daily lives. So we we were created for relationship uh, by a God who is relationship and created in goodness and beauty and for openness. And then all the lies that tend to enter with um, closing ourselves off or not feeling beautiful or whatever it is. And then on the third day, I believe we're going to dive into how Mary comes and undoes all those knots. So, yeah. And it was just even even just gathering together before the retreat started. It, you could see the goodness and the beauty of women gathering together before they have an opportunity to experience uh, something that is just going to be life-giving for them. And there was just a uh, a lightness to the room. Anticipation. Yeah, anticipation. Yeah. So Outstanding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're driving back from... 
the Columbus area over to back and forth then to Newark? That's correct. I'll be yeah. doing that. And it, funny because the the night goes until about 10 and I'm about 30 minutes away. And so it takes me 30 minutes to get back. And I had this realization because we ended with adoration, right? And there might be a temptation to be like, to oh, skip I, it. I can get there. <laughs> I could get home a little earlier and yeah. go to bed a little earlier. But, but even in light of the conversation that we're going to be having today about rest, it's, you know, we find our rest in the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. Not, not always from our, our physical sleep. And so, yeah. And there was just moments as, as we were learning about how woman was created, even just resting in those truths, you know, so just these different ways that I found rest throughout the retreat, even though, we were diving deep and even though you know, I was getting home late, there were there were those nuggets of rest, of resting in truth or resting in our Lord and uh, yeah, finding finding rejuvenation in those things. Mm. It, it, after an event like that also, I like to have some driving time. Mm-hmm. And it's just nice to, you know, get in the car, turn off whatever noise, you know, and just continue, you know, continue the reflection or continue the prayer. Mm-hmm. And then get home and go to bed. Yep. You didn't feel like playing volleyball at ten fifteen? <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> Actually, I did have that thought. I was as I was driving home, and I was like, "Wow, this time the other day I was starting volleyball. Now I'm about to be home." <laughs> so good. I thought maybe uh, we could dive a bit into Psalm twenty three. Yeah. Uh, this morning. Uh, as I was uh, preparing for a conversation on rest. I mean, this is a psalm that we all know, but I think it's uh, just good words to to come back to. Um, and a lot of you probably have it memorized, but we'll read. So, Psalm 23, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. For even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. (sighs) Yeah, (laughs) so restful. (laughs) You know, it's funny, actually, I... Before I even had the theme rest on my mind, I read this psalm a couple days ago, and I was struck by your rod and your staff. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it was just, ooh, your rod and your staff, Lord. Like those are those are images that bring up. I need to be guided, and I need to be corrected, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and I just sat in like, I desire that. I really, I need that, Lord. And I think so often there could be 
just like, oh, we when we get corrected, you know, oh, cringeworthy. But but there's actually rest that comes from knowing that the Lord is going to guide me, even if I'm start to get a little bit off the wrong path. Well, the very next words are your rod and your staff. They comfort they me. Comfort me. That's right. Yeah. And and so it's just it was a good reminder to get rid of like any any maybe tendencies to come away from I don't know any hesitation of wanting to be corrected, right? Mm-hmm. No, that for sure I want that. And yeah, what are your thoughts on the psalm, Dave? What's not to love about green pastures and still waters? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? And and the line he restores my soul Mm -hmm. so there's just peace there Mm -hmm. for me and you know looking for those green pastures those still waters you know sometimes you have to look a little bit longer to find them Mm -hmm. but there's trust and there's assurance that the lord is going to be there because he is a good shepherd Mm -hmm. and he will restore my soul. So how about you, Mr. Cameron? Actually kind of riffing off what you just said to Dave, the verse four says, even though I walk through the valley of shadow of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. And I was just sitting here reflecting. I'm like, Oh wow, Lord, the, the valley of the shadow of death still has green pastures in, in still waters. Mm. (laughs) Is that, is that what we're saying here? Um, and just recognizing that, like, the Lord, who is the good shepherd, uh, as he guides us, it's I, I often think about and maybe coming back to you've been doing this undone retreat, Amanda, I often think about how I never want a retreat that I go on to be like a mountaintop experience. But actually, I, wa- I want it to be more like um, simply an experience with my savior that that I don't need to be at the top of the mountain so to speak to have a mountaintop experience because because he is my is my summit is my mountain you know the source and summit of our faith and so even in the valley there there's a there's a song by a um protestant band that really just like is a reflection on psalm 23 and and the chorus of the song says, I'll praise you on the mountain and I'll praise you when the mountains in my way. Mm. Um, those are the first lines of the, of the chorus that even when I walk through that Valley, um, even when the mountain blocks, like the natural sun, I'm still going to like sing that song of praise because Lord, you are my rest. You are my, you know, green pastures and my still waters. So you guide me there, um, and keep me there when I, when I place that in you. And so just like reflecting on, even in those valleys that we experience in life, that doesn't mean that the still waters, that the rest, that the calmness, that the grace from the Lord, that the consolation is um, exclusive from us, that we don't have access to it. That's, that's not true. That this Psalm, I think for me this morning was just really sticking out that like, those things still exist in the valley of the shadow of death. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Coming up in just a couple minutes, we're going to 
be with our visitation sisters, Mary Beth Eberhardt and Lisa Iglesias. We're going to talk about rest on this fine Friday morning. So stay with us, friends. You're listening to St. Gabriel Cafe. Oh, good Jesus, you are the most high God, everlasting and always living. You have shown us the way to the Father and sent the Holy Spirit to guide us. We implore thy most sacred heart to have mercy on us in this time of need. Bless and protect the vulnerable. Give hope to all and fill our hearts with confidence in your divine mercy. Be our joy in the midst of suffering and our stability in the midst of uncertainty. Your forgiveness we seek, your love we need. Your protection we implore. Forgive our sins and heal our wounds. Strengthen any weakness of faith and make us strong so as to give witness to your glory. Keep far from us any illness, pestilence, or harm. You are our refuge. You are our comfort. You are our hope. Through the intercession of Our Lady, health of the sick, we come to your most sacred heart and beseech your protection and blessing. Most sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Amen. Do you have a minute for lasting happiness? Living virtuously is the way to freedom, happiness, and holiness. To grow in virtue, we must learn about it, practice it, and persevere in it. This is what the saints have achieved with excellence. An excellent example of the virtue of affability is seen in Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frassati. Pierre Giorgio lived affability heroically by acting cheerfully and without complaint when life was difficult. He was friendly and outgoing to everyone, especially the sick and the poor whom he served with works of mercy. His genuine smile shared God's love with others. He was joyful even as he was dying at the early age of 24. Let us ask Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frassati to pray for us that we too may grow in affability. Educate yourself in virtue. Learn more at educationinvirtue.com. I'm Lori Kroc, and this is a Holy and Healthy Minute. A friend recently said to me that she doesn't enjoy exercise, but she enjoys walking. I laughed a little and said that I considered walking to be exercise, and so much more. Walking can be a time of silent introspection for prayer and reflection on the activities of our day. It can also be a time when we hear God speak to us. We may feel moved to pray and give thanks for our family, our health, and for the beauty of creation that surrounds us. Sacred Scripture gives us a beautiful story of Jesus walking to Emmaus with the two disciples. It wasn't until later, at the breaking of the bread, that the disciples realized that Jesus was moving their hearts while on the walk. From Luke 24, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? Let us pray. Jesus, may the simple act of walking, both physically and spiritually, bring us closer to you. Amen. Welcome back, friends, to the St. Gabriel Cafe. I'm Amanda Miller. I'm Dave Orsborn. We're thrilled to have you with us this morning. And our great friends, Mary Beth Eberhardt and Lisa Iglesias. Welcome back. Good morning. Good morning. Make sure you get your coffee card punched. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's delicious I might coffee. need a new one by now. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so we're going to talk about rest. And 
I think the conversation, the fact that we're doing on our doing it on a Friday, as opposed to a Monday, is quite a bit different, right? I mean, you come out, you, we talk on a Monday and we're talking about our weekends, and very often they're restful mm-hmm. weekends. You have this conversation on a Friday morning. It's a little bit different. A, a bit different, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually. I was just in full disclosure, kind of almost felt like a hypocrite this morning. I was driving in. I was just like, I, I am in such need of rest and I don't see some in the near future. So, you know, here we are. Let's just chat about it and see what happens. Yeah, I don't know um, when it switches that a weekend is restful. Like, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of moving into that space, but um yeah, I know that usually it would feel at this time with family and all the activities that Friday's a ramp up. Like, here we go. <laughs> it begins everything. It's a different kind of grind. Yeah. Um, you have your your kids' activities pick up. You have the household chores that you've kind of pushed to the side for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm. And yet, and yet there's that day that, you know is set aside for us to rest. Sundays are coming. We gotta And we need that anticipation. That. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanna be a person that anticipates that day of rest. Mm-hmm. And when we were um, going through Psalm twenty three, I was thinking like, okay, what is preventing me from from this rest that he's offering, right? And, you know, the words that stuck out to me were, you know, you are with me and you prepare and you anoint. And I'm and you know, I'm kind of mm, my hand gesture here was like, you know, I'm milking that kind of being like, okay, Lord, you know what um, you're giving to me and how, how can I say to myself, you know, um, trust, you know, and accept and receive all those things that um, I'm such a doer. I'm such the doing prevents me from the rest that he's offering. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think that is, that that is something really solid and true. Like when and and then maybe there's like some guilt in it. If if I'm not doing, then uh, how can I possibly leave that giant pile of laundry <laughs> and then just take rest? You know how would that be me being a good a good you know woman mother in the home if I just left that there and took a nap? You know or or um, or really like actually got myself. Oh, what a blessing it would be run to adoration or or. Um, do something else that is what God is leading me to, to rest. Mm. Um, yeah. Actually, Lisa, I think you bring up such a good point. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but in the midst of taking the rest that you told yourself you're going to take, kind of this guilt starts to creep up and you're like, wait, wait, wait where's that coming from? And you, all these things that you think you should be doing, but you're like, actually, I, I set a time mm. to rest. And it's like this fight that you have to do to get those temptations away. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's just a feminine kind of thing. What do you think, gents? Does that happen? Or are you like, no, this is my block of time. <laughs> no, I, I, I remember. I don't know if I've ever done it as a parent. I'm, I'm sure the girls would probably say, yeah, I've done it a lot. But I just remember laying around as a, a kid or, you know, as a teenager, just doing nothing, just vegging. And then that lawn's not going to mow itself, you know? <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, do something. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm taking rest, Father. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this is some- refreshment. It's something I find myself actually uh, ca- 
catching myself doing to my children, almost teaching them, like, you know, if there's quiet in the house, I'm like, hey, what's going on up there? What are you doing? And they could be reading a book. They mm. could, you know, but it's, you got to be doing, got to be, what are you doing? And there's that uh, message I'm giving them. Mm. And yeah, Amanda, when you spoke about when you went, you chose to go to adoration last night after the retreat and um, in adoration, you know, there's that, there's that pause there's such an, it's, it's hard for me to get there, but man, the minute I get in there, I'm like, Jesus, this is where I want to be. And that rest just comes upon you, right? And so there is a period, there is a time, a place where he is speaking to us. I think in gratitude, that is a place also where I find rest. Um, my eyes are, are drawn to the Lord in those moments. I can't often, you know, for me, like sitting is, is hard. So it's, it sometimes rest is a mental mm. state as well, you know, of wonder where I can pause, you know, this morning, Ryan and I um, walked out to the deck and I was like, wow, you know, it's, it's beautiful here. It's the temperature has changed, you know, look, see the clouds moving. And there's just that, like, it's a, it's a moment, right? A recognition of God among everything else mm-hmm. and the gratitude to be with someone else or just to be. Mm-hmm. I think you're, I think you're onto something, you know, as far as the gratitude, cause I think, um, truth will get us there to that place of being able to like allow ourselves to rest. So like the truth of the, of being grateful for, and it can start from the very beginning of, you know, like, thank you God that you hold my life. I'm still alive today (laughs) for waking me up this morning. I love that prayer. And um, I think that gratitude paves the way to the place of rest because, um, because I can, I can be in a place where I'm like, okay, that laundry is done. These people are where they need to be. Um, The grandbabies are napping. Um, Son is working on his paper. Everything is, everything's well. Everyone's, everyone's eaten. I'm, I'm fine. I can actually sit. And the minute I try to, I'm like, nope, look at that kitchen desk. What a mess. And, and that bill and, and all mm-hmm. these different things. And if I start in with, to flip that switch to a place where I can just sit, maybe just hold my rosary, maybe just, um, uh, just, a, just a moment, like Mary Beth saying, um, if I start in with grateful, you know, what am I grateful for? Jesus, I'm grateful for. And, you know, top down my parents my husband my children my grandchildren um siblings all that it all of a sudden it almost it's almost like a a rod and staff of his to like knock all this this uh, nonsense away that that i and and also brings that humility in right like i am small and look how great you are mm-hmm. look what you did and, and it's not that our work is bad and that we're busy being busy with the work that jesus gave us because he gives us work um, is bad. That's good. Um, but for me, that gratitude has really been helping me all, all week. I've been having to lean into that. Lisa Glacius, Mary Beth Eberhardt here in the cafe with us. We're talking about rest. Lisa, you didn't even mention binging YouTube or sitting down and, and watching Netflix for six hours. No, I have been healed. <laughs> wow. She has. Um, so, I mean, a while back, we talked about this a long time ago. I kept, I feel like multiple times, and I was embarrassed of it, kept mentioning 
oh, the, the, the dangers of my phone and picking it up and I'm on it too much. So back in the fall, good or not, <laughs> wise or not. See, I didn't know about the Undone Retreat because I wasn't so on my internet, but um, but I could have been listening here a little bit better to <laughs> AMA 20, yeah. the Gary Catholic Radio, and I would have known. But um, yeah, I, I deleted, you know, myself off of several different platforms and um that sounds weird <laughs> but um and i'm just kind of put you know i can watch youtube if it's uh, if i'm working out <laughs> you can tell how much that's happened since <laughs> october <laughs> so, um, but yeah so no I, I, what a healing so praise the lord i gotta tell everybody that's amazing it was a desire of my heart and he answered it and so i, I was reading a uh, a reflection that pope francis did during covid and talking about rest, but he also brought up uh, escapism yeah. and escapism isn't rest. Yes. And boy, how true that is, that there is a real difference, yeah. especially when it comes to devices. I think the average daily cell phone use is somewhere around three and a half hours. Um, but 20% of people are up over four hours. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was up and over that. Every time I would check, it was four hours. Four, and I would always say, well, it's because of, you know, ministry. It's for ministry. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm looking into this or I'm looking into that. And, um, one thing my daughter just taught me is, um, uh, so the artistic people, you know, in your world, whether they write or they're on the radio and all these beautiful people that I'm looking at right now, um, they understand something that I've never known, that you can be creative and it doesn't have to be like utilitarian. Like my creative, I, I thought, oh, um, I, I will cook. That will be creative and everyone will eat dinner. Yay. Mm -hmm. No, and she's like, it can be just for no reason, mom. You could just write a poem. You can write a, paint, a, paint a picture. I'm like, I can't do any of that. Anyway, so she just recently took up knitting again. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. um, and she's at college and she, she called me and she's like, look at this. And I was like, wow, uh, wow, amazing. And she's like, it was so restful. And I was like, restful? Like, I would be upset. I'd be frustrated. I'd be like, oh, I dropped a stitch. I got to rip it all apart and all these different things. Go, no, 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 just, just start, mama, just start. And uh, so I realized even, you know, getting excited to come and talk today with you like I could be something about even coming in to talk today no, I'm saying, <laughs> I, come on now I I have to like I my 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 conversation level is two and under you know most of the time at home so like I'm gonna use like real words so no but like I'm like okay Lord rest I'm like okay because Lily just taught me this about hmm. I could be knitting and and her face was like radiant like you could see like her whole mind was engaged but she was peaceful she and I was like Got a lot. I don't know if I can learn knitting, but mm. something. So it doesn't necessarily have to be like sit still, totally still. I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, having us gather right here, that this is a place of rest, that, um, you know, creating opportunities. You know, I'm, I have this charism of hospitality, so I'm always setting the stage, right, um, for Christ to be made present. And um, it's easy enough to just gather friends, Right, to gather people um, and have Christ be at the center of it. And there's rest here. It's, a it, it's that pause. Um, I think, again, we're programmed 
um, what is it? We have this ability. Um, there's natural rhythms in, in, in cycles of life, right? Plants have natural rhythms. Um, but humans, we have this ability to, to work and produce outside of the, the regular order. And I think in some ways that puts our will above God's will for us. It's that free will where we have to find that balance. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, we can choose to keep pushing. You know, at night, for instance, I push past that, like, really, that, is it the melatonin? <clears throat> Excuse me, the melatonin. Wait, you feel it, and you're like, no, I'm just going to go just a little farther. Yeah. And, and, and it's pushing past, you know, the, the natural creation that God has made in me for rest, mm-hmm. right? And he wants us. He's giving us these opportunities. And they might not be, you know, the. sometimes you think you have this mental image of rest, like someday when these kids have graduated and um, the house is, you know, I, poor Ryan, I talk about it all the time. In six years, you know, we're going to have such rest. And we can have such rest now. Mm-hmm. And th- there are moments that we make. There are moments that God is giving. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not ones that, um, you know, can be found on a beach. I could go to a beach and I would still be busy. Mm-hmm. Right? It's it's that receiving of Him. Yeah. Mary Beth, actually, this is bringing my thoughts back around to what you had shared, the image that you gave this morning of just taking a moment out on your porch mm-hmm. with your husband and just seeing the beauty of the morning coming and being in gratitude for maybe the beauty that you're seeing, but also that you're having a moment to share with your husband. And just a thought came to mind. Do you think there is something to being drawn out of ourselves that is intimately tied with rest? This idea of like gratitude bringing me outside of myself and that's where I can find some rest, where I just kind of step away from, I don't know, the busyness, the whatever I'm being distracted by, and, and the gratitude kind of centering me back onto the goodness of God, the beauty of creation, the gratitude with your husband. It's so deep. You make me want to grab like a, my laptop and start writing an article here. Um, yeah, I completely agree. I think... Gratitude transforms a moment from if only to eyes up Mm. to what is in front of me. And when this might sound like, um, what's the word? Not macabre, but like um, morose. But sometimes I think of what I will miss most if my husband were not with me any longer. Mm. And those are hard moments, but there are also moments that help me appreciate the moments that we have shared. And it is precisely the moment like this morning, or it is the, the glance across over the children where, we're, where we just are like, wow. Um, and it is, it is not, um, again, you can tell that I'm cold. It's not the beach moment, right? It's, it's um, those tender, grateful moments that are like pages I would turn in a memory book of our life shared together. And in some ways, I want to create that book. Um, well, I am creating that book with my family, but with the Lord as well, right? And so I have these memories of Ryan and I um, 
but I also need to click insert page. Lord, remember that moment you and I sat together? Mm. Or do you remember that conversation that was difficult, but but your rod and your staff changed me? Mm. And you brought me rest. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm I'm very tactile and very image based, and so I'm very artsy, as you say, um, Lisa. But that that gratitude, almost creating that book of memories in that way, is a way that I find rest. Mary Beth Eberhardt, Lisa Glacius here in the cafe. We're talking about rest. I go to Mark chapter six. Um, there's a passage there starting at verse 30. Uh, the, the apostles returned to Jesus and told him all that he had done and taught. And he said to them, come away by yourselves to a lonely place and rest a while. For many were coming and going and they had no leisure even to eat. Mm. So rather than continuing a conversation and talking about all the great things going on and, you know, continuing, continuing, doing, doing, doing. Jesus himself said, okay, stop. Go away to a lonely place and rest a while. Right. So throughout scripture, I mean, right away in Genesis 2, you know, we find out that God rests. And then throughout the gospels, there's plenty of occasions where Jesus calls a timeout and either he goes himself away to a lonely place to pray, encourages his disciples to go to a, a lonely place and rest. I mean, he, he falls asleep in a boat, yeah. right? <laughs> in the midst of a storm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, Jesus models this really, really well. I think another way that he models uh, refreshment and, and rest I mean, how, how many times in the Gospels does he have a dinner party or go to a, a dinner party? Mm-hmm. I mean, there isn't there something there just with joining together with friends and family mm-hmm. and he sitting gathers. around the table and gathering? And yeah. yeah, the king of the universe who can do all things. And he's like, I'll sit down. Get down. I'll, I'll have some of your food. Your, right. I'll gather your together meager food. with you. Yeah. You pass, know how good pass I can the cook. olives. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> like I, I can make food. You know, no. Yeah. <laughs> I love the image of of going away. Uh, you said time out, Dave, and I thought, like, I wonder what a time out looks like for for you, right? Um, and you also said, you know, Jesus falls asleep in a boat. And I kind of chuckled to myself because my husband, he has that gift. There was a time in my marriage where I thought like, sure, you go take your nap and now I'll slave away here in the kitchen and huff and puff. And, um, and thank you, Jesus, we have grown. But the truth is in watching him, um, it's almost that like the, the Mary and Martha, like he's choosing the better way because he comes away or he comes back fuller. He comes back recharged. Um, where I am tended to just go to the end of my rope. He 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 has that that stopgap where he's like, I have to rest. Yeah. And then he comes back and he's he's just alive. Like in um, and that's his time out mm-hmm. for him. I don't know what 
um, it's hard for me. Yeah, Mary Beth, I've actually, I've had to learn that in my own life. If a, if a friend wants to make plans for a certain time and it's after work, I'll have to make sure I plan time in between work and hanging out because, or whatever it may be, because I have to take a moment to step away, to rest, to be by myself so that I can love that person better. Mm-hmm. Like if I want our meeting to be fruitful, if I want to love you well, it's imperative for me not to meet you as soon as I can. Mm-hmm. I need to take time to, to, to rest so that I can pour out. Hmm. That's wisdom. You know, that's, that's wisdom. When there are those transition times, you know, going from work, walking in the front door and saying, I need, I need a time. Yeah. My, um, father-in-law always used to talk about, um, or I, I get it from my wife because she, she heard it a lot more and he would get home and have to have this conversation with my mother-in-law about, Hey, I just need a little bit of time to merge lanes on the highway. You know, like I want to be on the same track as you, but I'm not there yet. Cause I just got home from work. So like, And for me, that's become like when I walk in the door, I need to like hang up my keys on the little key ring and put my wallet down and like take my leftover dish over to the sink and like let me get the things out of my arms so I can then just be like, okay, cool. I I have merged now. I'm in the I'm in the home lane Mm -hmm. and and I feel good about being in the home lane. Mm. Do you find yourself having to do that even mentally before you get home, like putting away all the things from the day mentally? so that you could be fully present at home? The drive home, actually, my wife and I started doing this really wonderful thing. So I, my commute to and from work is about 12 minutes, which is not a long amount of time. But every day when I drive home, I always call Bailey as I'm driving home, even though I'm like, I'm about to see you in 12 minutes mm-hmm. and we could just talk in 12 minutes. But the conversation on the ride home is always like, how was work? And if I walked in the door and that's the first question I'm greeted with. Well, now you're keeping me in that in that work lane, right? Mm. On that on that highway. And so I'm it's going to take me a lot longer to merge out of that. And so it's been really nice the last couple of months that that just 12 minute conversation on the way home before we see each other in person and have a continued conversation can usually be that like buffer zone for um Let's get all the work conversation out. Let, let's talk shop now so that when I get home we don't have to do that. So that you can be fully in the other lane when you get home. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, that is great. I mean, she doesn't re- greet you at the door with a, a baby outstretched and say, <laughs> and keys in her other oh, hand. Your turn. <laughs> Bye. Occasionally, occasionally that is it. And actually, th- this was something Not I was thinking about. Not that I've ever about. done that. Never. <laughs> this is something I was thinking about as we were talking to is um, the amount of times that sometimes when I get home from work and Bailey and I are having this conversation of like, okay, we have you know, whatever we have to do this evening. And sometimes I, or, or she just has to say, you know what, that's not going to be restful for me to, to take that trip to Costco that we planned to do this evening. (laughs) Can we just do that a different day, please? Or can you go solo or, Mm -hmm. or can you go with, with the baby so that, so that I can just be here at home? Um, and the amount of times we have to have that conversation of like, what kind of rest do you need? and, And what kind of rest do I need to communicate to you? Kim, I love that because I I often get so overwhelmed. You know, in um, in Exodus chapter thirty three, there's this passage. It says, 
um, it's Moses, and he's saying to the Lord, you have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name, and you have found favor with me. If you're pleased with me, teach me your ways so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. And so when I read this, I actually hear Moses being like, I mean, I'm doing all this stuff. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. And then the Lord's response is, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Mm. And it's just that pause, right? Because we have this, this daily grind and we're so, we have this tendency of being overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And the Lord's answer is always, I will go with you. I will give you rest, right? And it, it, we're created to recognize our need for that rest. And there's something within us that really, I think it's, you know, that free will or that human nature where you want to, you know, push past it. And yet we need to pause. You know, Bailey says, Costco is not what I need right now. And whether it be Costco, um, Costco might be what I need. (laughs) But, um, hey, they have hot dogs at $1.50. Do you know what an easy dinner that is? And I'm going to push that budget a little bit more because it was such a cute little shirt there. Absolutely. I mean, chocolate, it's there. Um, But that recognition, I think we almost need to... Um, pause and think, you know, make that little list of what is, um, what is rest for me? Mm-hmm. And, and I think you're, seek it. yeah, and I think you're absolutely right. Like, where do we go to find out anything that we need to know about how we should live life? We go, we can find it in scripture and scripture again and again, like you were saying in the gospels, Jesus is finding rest and everything. But like, um, he, he tells us over and over, you know, that we are his children and what would we try to do? We try to live the way the world tells us to live. And um, so shocking. We kind of, we keep coming up empty. We keep coming up. We like burn out. Burnt out and, um, and, and feeling like failures, you know, day to day. You know, I hate that word, but it's like a, it's like a big word, you know, with a capital at the beginning, like, like, oh, you, you failed at that, you know, like that mm-hmm. conversation or as a mom or as a you know wife or whatever. And it's like, wow, that's a giant word. No, how about I just, uh, I missed the mark there mm. and I'll try again next time. That's more like how Jesus talks. That's more, you know, God talks. And so um, I, I think, I think all of this stuff keeps pointing to the fact that we're, like you were saying, we, we're trying to uh, work and live on outside of these bounds of like that God gave us. Um, and we're trying to be, you know, it's it's about me. It's what I can do. It's about the work I can show you that I did. And me, 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 which is the way the world speaks right now. Um, but it's not how God talks. And he's all about, you know, remain in me, rest in me. I am your strength. I am your joy. I am the cause of your hope, you know. There's a lot of trust there when you, when you make that kind of a prayer. Uh, we're talking to uh, Lisa Iglesias and uh, Mary Beth Eberhardt about rest. You, you have to trust that you'll find rest in the Lord. I mean, do you do you ever pray specifically for rest? Mm-hmm. Hey, back to your earlier comments, Amanda, about the rod and the staff. Mm-hmm. You know, if I think I'm going to get hit with the rod, and and sometimes you do, right, in prayer. But do you ever just say, Lord, I, I really don't need a smackdown right now. Mm. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. I, I just need to rest with you. Right. Actually, Have you ever prayed that? 
I've prayed something like it. I was going through a difficult time and I just remember looking at the Lord and being like, I, this is so difficult and I just need you to like stop using your rod and your staff right now. Those weren't my exact words, but, but basically he's like, we need to get you on this. Smackdown either. So, but. <laughs> he, but he was doing something very good. He was trying to get me to a place that I needed to be. Um, but in his goodness, he, he listened to my prayer and even though it was a harder path for me and he's like, I don't want that for you. He's like, okay, we're going to do it how you asked me to do it. And for, for me, it was like, oh, this is kind of good. We're going slower and whatnot. Um, but in the long run, it ended up being harder. Mm. And uh, yeah, so there are times where I'm just like, okay, Lord, I, I don't know, needing to find a balance of trusting in him. Um, I don't know if that exactly answered your question, but. Yeah. I mean, you guys have any thoughts on that? I, I think the speed that he moves also right. is helpful. Uh, again, through throughout scripture, I don't think Jesus runs at all, does he? Um, I don't I think, think so. That wouldn't be honorable, right? <laughs> the servants run, the children run, all those other people run, the disciples run. But you're right. But he. But I'm either running to catch run. up with him or running ahead of him. And he's always seems to be going at the same pace. Mm. <laughs> and there's. Um, Again, that, that element of trust that his pace is the right pace mm-hmm. and just just to be with him. Yeah. And I think you bring up a good point about trust is like, well, who do we trust? What do I trust in? Do I really, I, you know, I read and I say, oh, I trust in Jesus. I trust in, do we mean it? I sat with that actually last week and <clears throat> like, what do I, I trust you, Lord. I, just, I think I said it over and over and over. I trust you. I trust you, Jesus. And, and, but the, but the big, not rod and staff exactly, but was like, oh, how about with this? Nope, I don't, not with this. I'll do that. Mm, but I'm having so much trouble with that part. Like, oh, maybe I should trust you with that. And, and verbally, I mean, it was an adoration, so I had to be quiet, but like, in, like, meant, like, I trust you with, and I had to say the hard thing. And it was like, poof. It was mm-hmm. like immediately in his hands. And then you, I was encouraged. Oh, how about with this? I trust you with this hard thing. And it was this lightness was there in my heart. Mm-hmm. And those things are still there. Those things are still going to be worked out. But again, he was showing me again and again, like, this is not about yeah. you. This is about me, my glory, my love, my mercy. We've talked to it, or at least in my head, it's been moving more towards physical rest and even spiritual rest, but there's a real, in what you just said, Lisa, the emotional rest uh, of being able to lay it at the cross mm-hmm. or hand it over to, uh, to the Lord and say, this is yours. There's rest that comes just from that movement. It's, it's no longer mine. I'm not carrying it by myself. I'm giving it to you. It's the paradox of the Christian life, though, because you, you sit and you um, you give these these worries to the Lord, right? We trust. I trust that though I have a child that's struggling and I can't be there, you are with that child. I trust that, and, and I'm giving them each. And then I marvel. I almost, almost feel guilty, right? Because I'm just like, oh, I should be doing, and yet I'm light. My my 
my burdens are light because the Lord is with them, right? And there's a rest in that hmm. in that giving, and um, and yet again the tendency to you know we give to the Lord and then we pick that back up, right? <laughs> but when we when we just let it go and that there's a rest of peace emotionally. That's yeah, because it's like our, my pride, myself. I'm standing in the way between them. Like he's like, I, I, I almost grabbed your kid, but he just got in the way again. Why'd you do that for? Yes, I know you love him. No, you're worried about him. But like, I, I almost had him in my arms, but you just snatched him away. Not true. Not not, not theologically correct. But I'm just saying in my little brain. Um, and then, and then like, so I'm always about on, our, you know, us visitation sisters, we're always about like, okay, rubber meets the road. How do we then, uh, enact this for real? Like, right. like this is nice, wonderful to chat about. You guys are incredibly wise, but like, how do we actually make it happen? And I think, um, I, I'm finally getting there. It happens in your fifties. Don't let that happen to you though. <laughs> but like in your fifties. In my 50s, I'm finally realizing it is right and good for me to plan and schedule and go and do the restful thing. Mm -hmm. And what's beautiful about it, so here, case in point, my husband and I went camping. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to It was very cold, and it, was, it like all worked recently? out great. Um, yeah, in December. Wow. That's great. In anyway, Florida. Here. Yikes. Oh. Okay, hold on. Okay. So we went camping. <laughs> we planned it. We went and um, it was freezing cold and I didn't sleep great. And we had simple food, of course, because you're camping. And it was awesome because we were away one night and it wasn't at the Ritz. It wasn't the most amazing bed at Comfort. You know, oh, the Ritz is amazing. Anyway, so camping. But we walked. We took a long walk. We gazed at some eagles. We listened to everything. We stepped, walked in the mud. We walked by the water. It was awesome. And I have thought about that, I can't tell you, countless times since. Jesus ordered that. I asked him to order my life. Uh, that, a prayer that you prayed before, I asked him, continue. I, I have to remember, order my life according to your will. That was part of it. And I know it because I can touch back to that rest over and over and over and it was truly what I needed and I think we are allowed to <laughs> schedule and plan mm -hmm. and do the thing it doesn't have to be an overnight away but like something that is that you know is part is aligned with who you are you know for us that was like how we fell in love we were hiking we were on outside and all this and and that was it was a, a little you know thimble full of like Sure, hearkening back to that, but it was carved out, talked about Jesus, we prayed, and then we like didn't talk. We just sat and held our coffee for so long. Oh, man. And see, I can touch back to that. And so I think we all have to allow ourselves and ask God to, when, Lord? Not if I have a chance. When this week? Mm -hmm. I think that that, again, we talk about the tangible, and I think those words you usually say, like, blocking out. I remember when we took a walking with purpose, um, session, I can't remember which book it was, but um, Lisa Brennickmeyer talks about the Sabbath and really carving out, blocking out um, time and how do we do it. And really there's a, you, in order for that larger moment of rest, you have to prepare. So um, what, 
Saturday might feel and Saturday might feel like a very busy day, right? Where you are making the meal for Sunday and you're getting whatever laundry you can get done. And, but, but then Sunday, you almost give yourself that, um, those opportunities of wonder and gratitude where you just are able to, to pause, right. And to do the thing that, um, you need, whether it be that hike, whether it be, um, for our family later, lately, rather it's been Euchre. I mean, it's been Euchre, um, for a good three or four weeks now. And it's amazing. And we cleared the table in the living room and, and you can get four people or, you know, you can team mm-hmm. up and, and there's rest there and, um, the TV's not on and, right. you know, you're, you're just blocking out and being really, what's the word? Intentional. Mm-hmm. Intentional. I think we need to be intentional with our rest. Mary Beth Eberhardt, Lisa Iglesias, we're talking about carving out time intentionally to find rest. Lisa, you mentioned something too, just with your memory. I mean, that that's a in itself is a gift from God uh, to have memories of where we found rest and peace in the mm-hmm. past and to be able to not even, I mean, certainly in times of anxiety or stress to have those memories, but just even throughout the day, I mean, you know, cooking a meal or doing laundry or doing a craft or whatever it is, the spirit brings these memories back to us and lets us just rest in those memories that bring us peace and joy and, uh, and everything else. I, I do that a lot. Um, at the end of the day, just trying to go to sleep at the end of the day, just reflecting back when you have more years to reflect back on <laughs> to to find those moments and just those little snapshots mm-hmm. as they kind of because right. I think what well, I think the, the the power might be because those are the moments where you remember who you are mm-hmm. like who you really are um Almost makes me emotional. Just that idea that um, I'm not this label or this title or this job, um, but I'm 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 Jesus's. I think it could be a glimpse in in looking at life through God's eyes, mm-hmm. right? I agree. Yeah. If I can jump in here, actually, I I I've been stuck on Dave. You said does Jesus ever run in the scriptures? And I was like, no, no, he doesn't. But, but the, the character who represents God, the only character yes. who runs that represents God is the prodigal father. Yep. Mm-hmm. And actually what you were just saying, Lisa struck me in that way that the prodigal son who, who claims his inter- inheritance and goes out and tries to define himself as like the party guy or the like city guy or the, you know, whatever it might be and finds himself, you know, eating out of pig troughs in the end. And he says, well, wh- where's the last place I had rest? Yeah. You know, where's the last place I actually had something that like brought me peace here? And he recognizes it, it's, it's with the father. And so he goes and he's coming back and, and he's walking back. In the prodigal that scripture says, while he was still a long way off, the father comes running to him. And it's the only time that the father runs because, because that it, it expresses what's urgent to him is the urgent thing to him is that like his child would, would find that rest and that peace and that identity. Mm. 
Mm. And then where where does the father lead the son? Right. He, I mean, he's like, I'm I'm going to. You're a mess. Yeah. So I'm gonna clothe I, you well. I'm gonna you know give you I'm some new sandals and, and back and, to his true identity. Yeah. yeah. As his son, mm-hmm. and yeah. they're going to celebrate together. Yeah. And my husband shared a, a beautiful reflection on that, too, that coming back up, that walking back up and everyone seeing him and everyone knowing who he was and everyone knowing what he, uh, what, how he had treated his father, that they'd be ready to, like, stone him on the way. And so that, yes, he runs out to him, right? It's important. He wants him. Uh, he doesn't care. But he also shields him from everything that they're not going to throw those stones or anything at him because the father is there and they all honor him. They know him. And um, when I, I'd never thought that the other people would be like, oh, he is a dog, you know, like, but wow. And so that he even shields us to that place of rest. Like, so Lord, yeah, help us get I there. I love the word shield, that, mm-hmm. that, that barrier from mm. everything that distracts us. Yeah, I hope we remember, we tried to find that place so that we remember who we really are we are we are good mm-hmm. and that's where real rest lies right in in our identity as sons and daughters amen amen absolutely beautiful another practical that i was kind of reflecting on was uh, earlier emotional rest had been mentioned and it's beautiful when we can block out times to take a camping trip or whatever it is um but even if, it, if you can just take a moment in the morning, if you're feeling overwhelmed, okay, Lord, I can't do this, but you can. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's perfect. Like everything else in the Christian life, I mean, everything else, right? We have choices to make and you have two things in front of you. Choose the better part. Make that decision to actually, if you need rest, go to... The one person who can give you rest, you know, it's not going to be a yeah, spoiler. It, it, it's <laughs> not YouTube. You know, it, it's not scrolling through Instagram or, or, you know, whatever that fun thing is at the moment. But if you get to the point and we all do where you need to find rest, go to the one that can give you rest. Psalm 62, truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. Amen. Visitation sisters, Mary Beth Eberhardt, Lisa Iglesias. What a great way to wrap up the week. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yeah. We'll be back on Monday morning at 8 o'clock. Pray that you all have restful weekends and... Have peace with the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, a world without end. Amen. God bless you all.